Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we thank you for the day in which you've given us. God, we thank you that in these next few moments we can hear from you. Uh, God, you've already started moving amongst us. Uh, God, we ask that um, as uh, we, we have a lot going on in the busyness of our lives, that we can just put it away, put it aside, just lay it down for the next few minutes to hear your words. Uh, God, speak to our hearts. Give us the peace that passes, surpasses all understanding. God, let us just focus on you and worship you in your name. And we pray this in your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Let's look at um, uh, verse 4. I want to read verse 4, 5, and 6, and then we're going to you know, kind of roll from there. So the Apostle Paul here, he says, um, There's one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. I, I like this text, and the reason that I wanted to, to, uh, to, to read this and kind of just um, marinate in this is, is that for the, the, the simple fact that in Christ, in God, in God's kingdom, there's oneness. So you look at this, I mean, look, look at this text, and it says one body, one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God. If you are, you know, like me and have to, it's got to be broken down a little bit simpler. Um, this is a, a good text for us. What is he trying to, what is the Apostle Paul trying to communicate here? I think that he's trying to communicate oneness. What, what, what do you think? Mm-hmm. So I, I look at this and, and, um, and, and we can look around here and we can see this display of oneness. What we can see is that there are, yes, there are, are multiple local churches, but they can come together. And when they come together, they come together for the one faith, the one hope. We have one God. And, and as today we're going to uh, be dunking some people, there's one baptism. Understand that, that because we are in two different geological, geological I think that's the word, locations, doesn't mean that we can't, we can't talk to each other. Now, I, I grew up in, in, with the mindset that, that if you were, uh, and I'll rag on, on us, I'll rag on us Baptists, that if you were Baptist, you couldn't mingle. We would never get caught with a congregational church. Oh, my goodness. Or let alone, we would never, the Methodist church? Ugh. You know, I mean, it was like there was, a, there was separatism in here. And, and the way in which I read Scripture, in the way in which, in which Scripture is written, it says God shows no partiality. We are all, when we come together in the name of Jesus, and, and that's the important part, when we come together in the name of Jesus, not just when we come together, but when we come together in the name of Jesus, we are all united in him. In Christ, we become one. And, and I love how Paul, he, he explains this here, and he, and he goes to great depth to, um, to communicate the, this oneness. But I, I like to... Um, like I said, this is a conclusion. I like to kind of give this uh, some support of, like, why could Paul just say all of these definitive statements? Because anybody could say, yeah, there's one God and there's one. I mean, I I anybody can say that. But where does, does, where does Paul get his, his, not only his authority. We know he gets his authority from God. But where does he get his, his, his street credibility, right? His street cred. Is that what the, the hip term is for? Sure. Come on. No, whatever, okay. <laughs> At least I didn't say I was groovy or something like that. 
Where does he get his street cred? I, I think that his, his street cred, for lack of a better uh, term, or lack of better words, it, he gets it from his heart, from the, 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 uh, the overpour, the overflow of his heart. And, and, and I would say, we're, we're, um, if you're hearing us, hearing me today, it, it, that I would say that my message, and I'm not going to put words in, into the mouth of, of Rich. He has plenty of words. Just talk to him. Plenty of words. Now, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but I would, I would be willing to, to, to say confidently that his words would, would, would echo the words in which I'm going to say today. Uh, because the words in which I'm going to say are from a pastor writing to a church here. So what, we, what we're going to do is look back here at uh, chapter 3, verse 14. Because I think that this is where his street cred it comes from. This is where, where he can say, here's what I want you to do, and here's what you need to believe. Because these people at this church, they know from the actions that, that have come forth and the, the way in which uh, the apostle has lived his life and has shepherded them, they know that he has their utmost, uh, 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 the, 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 their utmost care on, on, their, on his mind. He wants nothing more than for them to be glorified and to be blessed and to live a full life, an abundant life in God. Would we all agree with that? Yes. Some of you are like, I don't know yet. Okay, let me, let me convince you here. Verse 14, it says, for this reason. Well, if we look, we need to understand why is he saying this? He just got done talking about the mystery of the gospel and how the gospel is for all people. There's not just a certain group here that gets the gospel, but it's for all people. Now, how people respond to the gospel, that's a different story. Now, it, it, for those who respond in a positive manner, that they receive the gospel as God's word, as God's uh, redemptive plan for salvation, as they, re, as, as they receive it, they, they come into the family of God. Those who reject it are outside of the family of God. So Paul here, he's, he's talking to this church who has received the gospel. And, and he says, for this reason... Because you've received the gospel, because you come together, because we unite together, I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. So real quick, it's, it's telling us here that, that the Apostle Paul, he's addressing this church, and he's saying, this is what I do for you. Understand kind of contextually what, what's happening right now is Paul is in prison. He's chained up. He, he's in a position where most of us would be like, well, that's kind of, that, that stinks. That's in a bad, he's in a bad situation. A lot of us here are in a bad situation, whatever it may be. Maybe you're not in prison, but you're in, 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 in bondage because of some decisions in which you've made. The apostle Paul here, while he's in prison, he's saying, here's what I do for you. He's not thinking about the chains that are weighing him down. He's looking out and he's saying, this is what I want to do for th these people because I love these people. He says, I bow my knee. And he doesn't just say, I bow my knee. He says he bows his knee before the Father. He's saying, I know where the source comes from. I know who sustains life. I know that even though I'm in this crappy situation, sorry, anyone, oh, I'm in this, this situation here, I know that he's still on the throne, and that's where I need to go. So no matter what's going on here, his focus is on God. 
And he's taking, and I love this, he's taking the, 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 the saints, the, the prayers and, and the petitions and, and everything that's burdening the, these people. He's taking it to the Lord on their behalf. And he's the one that's in chains. If that doesn't paint a, a, a vivid picture of the dedication in which this pastor has to his church, I don't know what does. It says here, that, and he explains in his prayer. This is, this is what I, I pray for. He, he, he gives a petition, and then he gives a purpose here. It says in verse 16, that according to the riches of his glory, he might grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. The, the man who is in chains in this dark prison cell is saying, I'm praying for them that they may be strengthened with the power of God in their inner being. Some of us are not in those, those, those situations. We're not in prison. We're not in bondage. But we still, man, I want to be strengthened in my inner being. That inner being is the innermost part of you. You know that, that, that part of you that, that, that speaks to you and no one else does? That part of you, that, that it, never, it never goes away from you, that, that never evades you, that's always there. That innermost part, that's what he's saying. I want, you, I want these people to be strengthened there with power. And, and the source of that power, he says, is the Spirit of God. Don't ever, ever fall into the trap of, of the evil one. To, to, to think that there is, uh, um, that, that God can't overcome your situation, that God can't bring you peace, that God can't deliver you from whatever it is. Because the Spirit of God, and I say this a, a, a bunch, you know this, the, the, the same Spirit that rose Christ Jesus from the dead is the same Spirit that dwells inside of the believer. So, so we are, are, are in, in, in essence, God transporters, if you think about it. God is inside of us, and wherever we go, he goes. That same power. So if somebody says, I can't. No, you can, because that same power is inside of you. It goes on here to say, now, uh, not only is his petition, is his prayer involving this, I'm praying for them that they have power. He gives the purpose of why. The why for the power. So verse 17. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Pause there for a second. That Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. When it talks about dwell, think of dwelling. What's a dwelling? It's like a structure, right? Your house. You dwell in your house. When it's talking that, that, that Christ will dwell inside of us, think about it. He's, he's setting up camp. He, he, he's not going anywhere. He's taking what, 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 what you have given him, he, what, what you have given him. When I was young, it says, you know, do you want to ask Jesus into your heart? Do you want to give him your life? You give him everything. He sets up shop. Now, the question is, are you letting him do his work? And this is where the strengthening by the Spirit comes. He says, I want to give you the power. That, I want the strength to be upon you so the Spirit of God can work in the people of God to do the will of God. That's what we need, we need to kind of get, like just press into when we're, we're, we're looking at this. He says the purpose is so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Don't ever let people knock your faith. Because faith comes by hearing, right? 
and hearing by the word of God. And it says here that faith is what it, 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 it uh, marinates and it, and it produces and it causes, it, it, it gives us this plane or this environment for God to just take over and take control. He goes on to explain this a little bit deeper. That you, I love this, remember, he's in chains. That you, being rooted and grounded in love, being rooted and grounded in love, that doesn't mean a surface level love. You know, Rich and I can, can go back and forth, and, and some might think, well, they're just doing that because this is, you know, where they're in front of their, their, their people. No, there's no surface level love here between Rich and I. There's an, an agape love that goes deep. And he said some crazy, and I know I've said, but he said some crazy things to me that made me upset. Again, I know I've said some things that make him upset, but, but that, doesn't, that doesn't nullify and doesn't lessen our love for one another. And that same love here, he's saying that we need to be rooted and grounded in love. Why do we need to be rooted and grounded in love? Because you are going to mess up. I'm going to mess up. We are going to jack things up. And if we just have the surface type of love, Paul goes on further to say, what's going to happen is you're just going to be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Every little situation that comes into your life, if you're not rooted and grounded in the love of Christ, you're going to be thrown all over the place. And you're going to have these, these thoughts of, my life is out of control. Yeah, no, duh. It, it is out of control. Why is it out of control? Because you're trying to control it. Don't try to control your life. Let God control your life. How do you do that? It says, rooted and grounded in love. So if we're being rooted and grounded in love, verse 18 says, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and the length and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. I run into so many people that say, you know, I just don't know enough about God, or I don't know enough about the Bible. I don't know enough about the church. I, I, I get it. Me neither. What we're supposed to focus on here is learning and growing and maturing in the love of Christ. Because the love of Christ surpasses all knowledge. Now, I'm not saying, you, you all who know me know that I love knowledge. I think knowledge is an important thing. God gave you a brain for a reason. But knowledge isn't the ends. It's, it's just a means. It's a means to an end. The, the, the end result, the end goal is Christ. And understanding how the love in which he showed us is the love in which we can not only show him, but we can show others and we operate in that love. That's what the pastor is saying here. That's what he's praying for. He's petitioning them. To, you need to be strengthened. You need to be power, have the power of the Spirit in you. Why? Because some people are hard to love. And all God's people say, mm-hmm. I, 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 Rich and I have talked about this plenty of times. It, it kind of stinks too. Sheep bite. It's, sometimes it's hard for us to, to, to love you like we're supposed to love you. But that doesn't give us an, an excuse or a reason not to love you. Because we're to love you as Christ loved the church. As Christ, as, as Christ gave his life for the body. It goes on 
And this is one of my favorite, not my favorite, but one of my favorite verses here. After he says all this, that the fullness of Christ, um, uh, or he says, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with uh, all the fullness of God. He says that, think about this, you, finite being, can be filled with the fullness of God. You can be filled, and, and for those, for, for our church, we just got done a few weeks ago talking about what it means to be filled with the Spirit. It doesn't mean that you have more or, or less of the Spirit. It doesn't mean that some people have like, you know, 55% of the Spirit, and well, you know, these people only have 23% of the Spirit. No, it's how much of the Spirit has you. How much have you surrendered to God to let Him just, to, to lead your life? He says here that, that, that the love of Christ produces this in us. How can, the, how can the Spirit take over in our life? It's kind of like a reciprocal thing because it's because of the love of Christ the Spirit comes in, obviously. But it's through the, the power of the Spirit that we can show the love of Christ. And it kind of goes out and in, out and in. It's a reciprocal motion. And then he goes on to verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I, I, the reason I love this text here is because God wants to bless us abundantly beyond the measure in which we can even grasp. Now, this is not prosperity gospel, like if you name it, claim it. No, this is a loving father wanting to provide for his children. I've said it many times. Why would God bless you in your mess? Why would he do that? That wouldn't be loving. So there are things that we need to do. We need to step up. And he goes on here to say uh, in verse four, or chapter 4, verse 1, I, for, I therefore, prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of your calling to which, God, to which you have been called. You need to walk according to the way in which God has called you. Why do we need to walk according to the way in which God has called us? Because God wants to abundantly bless us. He wants to bless us beyond our, 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 our own thoughts, beyond what we can even imagine. But God does that when we're obedient to him. Obedience plays a, 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 a key role in all of this. Jesus himself says, if you love me, you'll do what? Obey my commandments. Obedience is, is key. Here, the, 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 the apostle here, the pastor here, he's pleading with this church, and he's saying, you need to walk in a, in, in a manner worthy of your calling. Some of you would be sitting here and saying, well, I don't know what my calling is. I, I, I believe this. I believe that every uh, believer in Jesus Christ has two callings on their life. They have the, the general calling or the effectual calling, which is calling you to him. God calls us, and he draws us to him as his children. But beyond that, there's a specific calling, and that may be like for, for our, our beautiful music people. That, that they're calling to, to lead worship. My calling to, to preach. Everybody has a, a specific calling. Here the Apostle Paul is saying, don't waste that. Walk worthy. Walk in a manner worthy of that calling. Well, how do I, how do I know what that calling is? You know what that calling is. I know what that calling is. When the love of Christ is just exuding, is just bubbling out of you, and whatever it is that you're doing, that the Spirit is leading you to, that's what God's equipping you for. God doesn't call you into an area and doesn't equip you for that. 
It, it may not be that, 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 that people in here are, are being called to Africa and into the mission field, but you got a good opportunity at work. You got a good opportunity at home. You can be the example of what your kids need. Here, the apostle Paul, he, he gives this, this blanket statement I urge you, I plead with you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. This all comes together, and I, I believe that, that when we're talking about obedience, when we're talking about our calling, one of the first things that we can do as being obedient to God and obedient to the calling in which he has placed on our life is what we're going to be doing today, baptism. It's what baptism is. It's symbolic. It's a show. It's an outward profession of what is going on on the inside. It's being obedient to God saying, okay, I want to publicly profess what is going on on the inside. Some of us are like, well, wait a second. I'm, I'm kind of introverted. I'm, I'm kind of shy. I, I understand, but get this. The one who you're professing and saying, hey, I'm a, I'm, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. The one who, who, who makes you a Christian hung naked on the cross. For you to be shy? I, I'm not minimizing anybody. But I think that we need to kind of take that into consideration. We're not talking about being comfortable in this life. We're talking about eternity. I don't want to be the pastor that has to stand in front of God and have him say, okay, why didn't these people obey me and get baptized? They'll still be in heaven. I'm not saying they're not going to be in heaven. But I'm going to have to answer for that. I'm going to have to say, you know what? I don't know. I told him. I'm sure you know, Pastor Rich, he told him. It's not for any kind of tally mark. Hey, we're baptizing X amount. Is it great that we baptize more? Like Jake said here, do we want, or maybe it was Dan, is one of those bald guys, um, <laughs> said, do we want more people? Yeah, we want more people. Not so we can say, hey, look what we're doing. But the more people who come into church are the, is, are the more people who are going out into the world to spread the good news. So do numbers matter? Yes, numbers do matter. Because every number has a story. Understand this, when we, when we started here, I said it's all about one body. That's what Paul's saying, one body, one spirit. The unity that comes through the love of Christ, the unity that comes through the, the manifestation of the love of Christ in, in the individual walking in their, their calling, it, it, it surpasses anything you've ever experienced in your life before. When we can come together and we can unite and we can say, and some will say, yeah, but I want, I want to sing this kind of music, or I want to wear this kind of thing. or I want... Those are secondary issues. What we need to focus on is why we're coming together. We come together to praise and to worship one God. That's why we're here. And, and, and my, my plea, my urge for you is, if you don't fit into that category of saying, you know what, I don't know if I'm a Christian or not. If you don't fit into the, I am a Christian, if you're, you're, you're wandering, there's no, there's no special things you have to say. There's no special words. There's no, what you have to do is you have to profess. The Bible says if you profess Christ as Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 
Those who are going to get baptized have done that. And I would, I would, I would urge and plead anybody who has not done that, take that step. Because it's not, you're just going to kind of be uncomfortable for a little bit. No, hell is hot forever is a long time. You've heard me say that before. It's real. Understand that we can prepare now for what happens then.